2: Do you see what Emma said the other day in the Crunch Lunch chat? She said, No. Since being married to Ethan, I understand Donald Trump's humor a lot more.
3: (laughs) That's brutal. she,
2: She said that
1: about me? That's brutal.
2: Crunch, the only podcast that believes that God gives his best jokes to his dumbest soldiers. It's your boy, Ethan.
1: And I'm I'm Patrick. Uh, welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that has been granted an exemption to the parish personnel manual for the staff of Archangel Gabriel Parish put into no. effect on July 1st, 2022. No, I didn't get, I didn't Notably, get that. items 1.3.A, 3.0. Nine Point C Part no, Eight Part Point Four get the memo and Three Point Nine Point C Part A point six, not knowing what was in which it, may so. impede me in the use of my office to produce and or record my podcast, The Crunch. Um, wait, hold on, this is real.
2: Okay, so you got it. You got an inner internal office memo banning you from recording the podcast in your office. No, allowing oh. me to record. Oh, an exemption. An exemption. Okay. Yeah, an exemption.
1: Gotcha. Um, in particular from, uh, from my pastor. Uh, nice. even in my podcasting, I remain responsible for my speech and conduct comporting with the pastoral standards for the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh and Archangel I'm not Gabriel allowed Parish.
2: To I have a wife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh and Archangel Gabriel Parish per items one point two, three point nine point C part eight point nine and three point nine point C part B of the manual. So This is if, why
2: the church is dying. That's the worst <laughs> sentence I've ever heard anybody say.
1: If I ever if I listen, Ethan, I need you to hold me accountable. I will if, if you ever comport. I, if I ever if I ever comport if I ever violate those parts of said manual I'm not going to do the bit again. Uh-huh. Please uh, smack me in the face. I guess yes, I if I ever you. violate those parts of if my speech ever goes against the standards of Archangel Gabriel Parish or the diocese. If, if and diocese when we do comfort. this podcast full
2: time, mm-hmm. all breaches of conduct will be handled with corporal punishment.
1: You know what's going to suck? Uh, see, we I, I I roll my eyes at at uh, personnel manuals for the simple for the simple reason of I am allowed a 10 minute break in the morning and a 10 minute break in the evening <laughs> uh-huh. and 45 minutes for lunch Golly. that must be taken in the middle of the day cannot be taken at the end of the day it's like that sort of stuff it's like there's it's, insane. it's so like regimented right for the yes. for the the reason why i think that these manuals in general are somewhat silly is that no one knows that even though yeah. they read and signed the manual it's like right no one plans their day around in that in that way,
2: and nobody's actually yeah nobody's actually living that way. So yes,
1: but what the heck, but you know, you and I both very well know that when we go full time and become more of an institution, oh baby, mm-hmm. we're gonna have a personnel manual. We're, we're gonna have the best personnel. manual. We're gonna
2: manual. have a personnel manual. It's can it. I can I just say that? Let's say we start a company and we have ten to fifty employees one day. Yeah,
1: we would need to have a personnel manual. We,
2: we would need a personnel manual. But what I would say in the personnel manual is. And you can, you know, you can fight back against me. We could talk to the board if we have to to get this (laughs) approved. But something I would say in the section on breaks, you'd be like, if you want to, you may, as the Parisians do, take a three hour lunch break, quote unquote, at the cafe <laughs> you may do this once a week or five times a week as long as you get your work done but i would really like you to take a three-hour lunch break like the parisians do quote- unquote at the cafe
1: at the cafe. period <laughs> new section that's what i would like but it to like say. the Americans do we own the cafe baby yes
2: <laughs> no but i really i think there needs to be you know if we write a handbook it needs to just be like everything that we've ever said about leisure and what makes people thrive and like put it in the handbook i want you to sign this you're gonna be happy
1: <laughs> gosh <laughs> you, darn you sign it. this
2: right now gosh i'm gonna make sure the- you have Proper breaks and proper time off to be with your family. We're gonna put you in a
1: diamonia machine. (laughs) We're gonna
2: have you. You're you're gonna have maternity leave and paternity leave. It's gonna be for as long as you need.
1: Both of you. You're both. Both of you. Everyone have both.
2: (laughs) You're having a baby. I'm paying for it. You know, like that's that's what I'm talking about. Is that's what we gotta do. You know. Granted, of course, we have to get famous first. Yeah.
1: Then we have to make that. We first. First step one, get famous. Step two, I don't know. Step three, profit. (laughs)
2: prophet first things first rest in peace dr phil
1: did he die <laughs> no
2: there's a song i think it's i don't know who it is uh it might be a logic song i don't know but he says first things first rest in peace uncle phil for real but someone has a tweet that says first things first rest in peace dr phil <laughs> which is it's just a funny uh, funny tweet uh anyway poor uncle patrick phil. yeah welcome to the podcast thank you it's good to have you here.
1: It's nice. I am. How do you yeah. feel in your body? Ah, uh, it's afternoon slump time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's slumpy. This is. We really record at the slumpiest
2: time of the we
1: week. We record at the slumpiest time, at the time of day, day. On the some dirty day. slumpy
2: grimy guys yeah, recording a at the of slump.
1: Slump. Welcome to the slump cat. Welcome
2: to the welcome to the slump hump. The part of the podcast where we talk about. <laughs>
1: We're in the slump of the
2: day, on the hump of the week. Yeah, gross. We're gonna rename rename our show to the slump hump. (laughs) (laughs) Just the grossest two words that you can (laughs) put
1: together. I think the hump slump is better. (laughs) I don't want a hump a slump.
2: (laughs) I can't. It's comforting. I will not.
1: I will not. It's like a like a Doctor Seuss book. I will not. (laughs) I will not slump upon that hump. I will not I will not um said Mr. <laughs> said Mr. Bump. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. Oh
2: man. I will not watch the game grumps.
1: <laughs> Speaking All of right. YouTubers, um Yeah.
2: Did you do you know who the try guys are? Dude, no. Me either. I really I really have no clue. It's been people have been blasting the airwaves with this kind of stuff, the try guys. And apparently some guy, you know, no surprises, marital infidelity, this happens all the time. Um, but it's all over the place as if these – it's like it, it, the same level of drama as when, like, Ben Affleck gets back together with J-Lo or whatever, you know? Oh, yeah. I know that. Like, guys. I just – and, uh, but I feel like it's these are internet people, so why should we care as much?
1: Yeah, and apparently they worked for BuzzFeed, and so all the BuzzFeed uh, people are, like, they're buzzing. They're like, ooh, hot, hot goss Most time.
2: popular – The Try Guys get their bones cracked. The Try Guys bake pie without recipe. The Try Guys 400 dumpling mukbang. Um, Keith eats everything at Taco Bell. So this is just guys doing things. Yeah. Is what this is. This is just people. You are just living a life. So I think what it is... These are guys just living.
1: What I've gathered exclusively from Twitter and not from anything else is that Uh BuzzFeed was basically a building where they were like what if instead of selling paper dunder mifflin made content and it's just like everyone's writing four articles an hour uh making a video every day and just like pumping out content and so people would just get together and be like let's make a youtube channel where we do, we're try, we're, we're the try guys. Mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. just gonna try things, and because it was 2014, that kind of thing was novel on YouTube. Um, I think that's what it was, and based on what I've gathered from the internet, everyone who knew this guy was like, makes sense. Um, yeah, but his it, like personal brand was, I love my wife.
2: Right, that's a crazy thing to like love your wife and then cheat on her um i it's sad how many try guys are there are there four of them i think there's three now oh they
1: kicked him out of the band
2: well now they really i mean their logo is a triceratops so now it just fits better yeah because of only the three horns and yeah. now and said now the fourth the, guy was really he was dragging them down anyway
1: now now they're the try guys because they're three there's three of them
2: the the other thing, this is crazy. I'm looking at their numbers. They have 7.8 million subscribers. Yeah. that's not nearly as many as I thought that they would have. Really? Like with all of the buzz around this guy, you know, with
1: all like of the all, buzz on my feed.
2: With the, yes, with all the buzz on my feed, I thought this was like a 10 20 million dollar or 10 20 million subscriber page, and it's like, oh, no,
1: know, they so don't even they don't even have that diamond play button.
2: Exactly, and so I'm just uh, whatever. Yeah, I just don't care. Um, I'm glad you know that it's out in the open. You know the truth; it's got to be in the light, and that's where the where God is. And the
1: funniest the funniest tweet that I that encapsulates how I felt about this was: "Okay, everyone's conspiring against me to pretend that these guys have always existed." That is true. <laughs> I, I, but the 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 thing that grinds my gears. Oh, right here we go. Is, Come on. Let it out. And I was thinking about this when I was watching, was listening to The Yard the other day mm-hmm. because they mentioned, um, the arm. They mentioned Slime's dad. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, he's like old-fashioned Italian," and they made a joke where they were like, "Oh, I bet he still refers to women as broads," you know, yeah. as like old-fashioned. <laughs> yeah. And they were all laughing, and I was like, "What are you that like?" It's funny, but I was like, I thought about it and I was like, you know, what are you, why, what are you like on your high horse for? You like sleep with women all the time. Like you, you you discard them and how are you any better? Right. And is it just that like, you know, he married someone and then fornicated versus just having committed to only fornication?
2: (laughs) That's actually an interesting thought because I think it's, so much of what is deemed moral is predicated upon what words people say these days. And yeah. so you can – and I don't believe any members of the Yard podcast or anybody else who has multiple sexual partners before they're married is de facto like a dirtbag. You know, like I don't just assume that they're bad people no. just because they don't adhere to the same sexual morals that I myself adhere to. That would be crazy. I know a guy named Jesus Christ yes. who interacted with many women who did not have the same sexual standards that he did and uh, didn't really matter a whole lot when he was talking to them. So yeah. I don't think it's that. He still
1: died for them.
2: It's actually like the the Gospels go out of their way to tell us the number of times that Jesus meets with people who have multiple <laughs> sexual partners. Yeah. You know, So it's like, I really don't care. But at the end of the day, I think it's a justification because um, – it's all about what you speak, what you say, and how you speak it. Mm. And if you say the right words and you are respectful and you are honest and you are, uh, you don't use the slurs that everybody has decided are slurs, like a word, for example, like broad, um, yeah, then and if you don't say those things, then you are a quote unquote, you are a good person, you are a good guy, yeah, to, regardless of how you may use or not use your various uh partners in your life, mm-hmm. you know. Which is, it's interesting because it's, there's so, you realize that it's all of the things are about, you know, this language is harmful and we need to, we need to speak out, you know, we need to have our voice heard. Mm-hmm. It's all, this is probably going to relate to our podcast topic a little bit. It yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but I think it's because of that thing that it's like, we can point at this very clear thing. That word is bad. Therefore, that thing
1: is bad. Mm-hmm. It's also yeah. unclear as to what people are upset about. Yeah. Because some people are upset that he cheated on his wife. Mm -hmm. some people are upset that he cheated on his wife after being someone who promotes how much he loves his
2: wife. He loves his wife. Yeah. Like Uh, the whole thing. I saw someone post that like they had done an ethics of relationships council at his college or whatever, like him and his wife just months ago. it's like, Hmm. So you're, that's insane. Like if I, God forbid, you know, ever did that. I don't think I would ever be able to, I can't even say it. Like, I don't even want to say it. out loud. Yeah, because no. I don't want to cheat on my wife. This sounds awful. I just said it out loud. Oh no. Oh God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if I, w- ever, like, I don't think I would be able to get through a panel where I had to give advice on ethical relationships with the knowledge that I was cheating on my spouse
1: or had like,
2: or had at any point in time and it being undisclosed and like unforgiven and all that stuff. Yeah. Like that's just crazy. That is crazy. The amount of self deception that Mm -hmm. likely had to be going on inside of his brain where it's like, this is like the justification is like, this is fine because this, 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 and this. And just like, we do that all the time with everything, but just the extent that you have to go through to be so public facing. It's just, this is why celebrity is so dangerous because you, oh, keep, yeah. you dig yourself a hole and you just have to keep you gotta keep digging because you can't get out because no one gives you a ladder they're just giving you more shovels you know
1: <laughs> you're like well I'll get to China eventually indeed um, what? you dig a hole to China right and that's where the
2: merchandise comes from
1: yeah
2: and everybody's just trying to get a merch deal that's St- the whole point step
1: of one is get famous step two is China step three is profit there we that's go that's what
2: George that's what George Clooney did he got on ER and he was like gotta get a merch deal sure and then everybody had little George Clooney hoodies that cost $200. And that's really? how he got famous. Yeah. Yeah. And, all, and wealthy. And then in Ocean's Eleven, the reason he's so rich as Danny Ocean in the movie is because he sold all of his
1: <laughs> He sold all of his hoodies. And
2: he's like, I'm out of money because no sweatshirts left. Got to rob the casino. Yeah. And then, and then he goes on to make, uh, uh, um, what's another movie that George Clooney's in? I can't think of any other movies that George Clooney's in. Just another movie that he was
1: Mad in. Mad About You.
2: No, I was like, like a little more like older. Like Cray,
1: um, Cray uh
2: Michael Clayton.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Michael Michael
2: Clayton was a movie that he was in. I really can't think of any movies that George Clooney was in other than uh the Oceans films. But maybe that's just because I only watch the Oceans films. You just watch the them only, over and the, over again. The only, only movies that I own on Laserdisc, DVD, and Blu-ray.
1: <laughs> you have a Laserdisc?
2: Yeah. It's in my it's it's out it's out in the in the back.
1: Yeah, I leave it out in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> Those things are hard. It works better if it's waterlogged. <laughs> Most people don't know this, but your PlayStation 5 will work better if you leave it outside. Most people don't know that. That's true. Yeah. That's a fact. Hit alt a control, control four on your PlayStation 5 and Brother,
2: other than Twitter.com, what have you been doing? What are you what's going on? I feel like all we talk about these days is just like the internet, you know? Yeah. I dude. wanna know you. Ugh.
1: I wanna know I wanna know.
2: You. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um why'd you say gross? I've been reading been yeah? hanging out with my what do you, what do you read my son. I've yeah. been reading uh, Aristotle. <laughs> Gosh. I
2: I'm sorry I asked.
1: I'm <laughs> reading Aristotle. Oh, reading about the, the gospel the of John. Donald joke.
2: The Norm McDonald joke. I wish mm-hmm. I could go back in time, yeah, to see that action. No, to take back my question. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, reading Aristotle, trying to figure out what he said. Someone, a fan of the pod, are you, re- you reading Metaphysics? Are you reading? Politics? I'm reading. I'm reading Nicomachean Ethics. Nic- Nicomachean. Nicomachean Ethics. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And because a friend of mine sent me a picture of Aristotle's complete works, and I couldn't. I saw a little citation. I couldn't find where it was, but I learned how to find mm-hmm. Aristotle citations, and I was like, "Wow!" Ah, so I found nice. it. I found the the text that she sent me because I I texted her and her and it, she has an iPhone, but it went to a green text thing, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh no!" She probably joined a convent <laughs> 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 because that's what she was trying to do. That's um, funny. And so I was like, "I'm on my own in the John Paul II Library," and so I, but I found it. It's where Aristotle in the Nicomachean Ethics talks about how uh, the the relationship between a the relationship between a father and son is analogous to a monarchy because mm-hmm. the father rules the son and yes. the corruption of it is a tyranny. So mm-hmm. where the father rules over the son for private gain. And yes. then he says that an aristocracy is analogous to... When the son
2: is so good at painting that he takes over the family. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it, uh, the relationship between the relationship between a, a brother and a brother is de- as democratic. And when it's corrupted, mm-hmm. well, he says democratic. and then when it's, when it's corrupted, it turns into a democracy, because he used different words. You thought that was really funny.
2: Just a little guy with a paintbrush running around telling everybody what to do, six years old, because he drew the freaking Mona Lisa or whatever. Air, I'm just, sorry. I was just imagining. That was like, Da Vinci. I don't know who that is. It, it wasn't Aristotle. This <laughs> 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 was just funny. Anyway. And then uh, he, says going, that, he
1: says that uh, the relationship between a brother and a brother is democratic, and when it's corrupted, it's like a bad democracy. And then... Uh, ah. That's, Aristotle that
2: explains our current situation. Yes,
1: and then he says the relationship between a husband and a wife is aristocratic, and when it becomes corrupted, it's oligarchy. Mm. Uh, and and I read that and I was like, that's interesting. And I I, f- I picked up a copy of Thomas Aquinas's commentary on the Nicomachean Ethics because oh. I want to know what Thomas Aquinas big take brain is. hours and because this is for the book. You know, I'm trying to. Ah, I want to nice. know I, the the topic of the book and also the topic of a paper that I'm writing. The topic of a paper that I'm writing is what what are what is like the proper role of masculine and feminine domains in a just society mm-hmm.
0: that's yeah. what i'm talking
1: about and so i'm trying to trying to figure out what aristotle thought and then what thomas aquinas thought and then what contemporary thinkers think
2: speaking of thomas aquinas yeah uh, a very big fan of thomas aquinas recently took a photograph with you can you tell me more about this oh, photograph the, that you my photograph with that Dr. You just Han? That you sent to the Discord before you sent it to me, your friend and podcast co-host of six-plus years. <laughs> and I'm so mad that you didn't even, not even a whisper of like, hey, look at the Discord <laughs> hey, hey. The photo I just posted. I had to see it on my own, this legendary moment recreated
1: in (laughs) hd if you all are familiar with the time that ethan came to franciscan and we did the live show in the louis lemon lulu lemon lounge
2: it's uploaded as an episode from when what year was that uh 2018 2018 yeah uh you can listen to it if you don't remember it yeah it's
1: four years ago and someone took a picture of ethan and hmm. in the background it just so happened that Dr. Scott Hahn who is the first person yeah I can I know what it looks like I know I don't but know why showing you showing the Yeah they can't see it. <laughs> guys look it's like this. <laughs> uh, it was Dr. Scott Hahn was the first person that Ethan met at Franciscan just because so it was so funny. And then uh, at the live show afterwards someone was like trying to get Ethan's attention and he looked one way and Dr. Hahn was the other way and someone snapped a picture of Dr. Hahn turning and waving. And Ethan is looking the other way, so it looks like Doctor Han is waving, trying to get Ethan's attention, and Ethan just yes, not paying and I'm just, attention, like
2: looking away. It also is like blurry, so you can you can only recognize it that it's Scott Han if like you've seen a picture of him before. Yeah, exactly. And it also, it's kind of it looks like the crusty crab or the crab, the, the crabs
1: <laughs> exactly, made, yeah.
2: Where it's just like, what the heck is going on? It's a very and so funny image.
1: I, without telling Doctor Han about the picture, I kind of told him about it. <laughs> I told him a little bit about it and show it to him because I didn't have my phone out. Oh. I, 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 didn't have, I didn't have it up on my phone Dang But um, I I asked him if he'd recreate it And he happily obliged And, and he did And I, it was very embarrassing spur of the moment decision That will affect I can't my believe, grade I
2: cannot, I cannot believe that you asked him to recreate it Without showing him the original photo
1: I know, crazy, right? That's,
2: that's an insane thing to do Because it's like, imagine doing that with any other thing ever I described
1: like, hey. the photo to him And he was like, that's sure. funny, I get it <gasps> and then he was like i don't he's like i don't know if that'll be funny but i was like no dr han trust me everyone thinks that that photo is funny because yes in because to our audience dr han is a very famous person yes and i tried to explain I mean, that he, to him Pope and he Benedict was like, read his book yeah right i tried so to explain that to him and he was like yeah whatever it's <laughs> like Ugh. you're too humble
2: <laughs> yes he you know he doesn't care
1: i was I like we anything. all grew up listening to your lighthouse cds and he was like, "LOL."
2: I'm going to print out that photo and mail it to his house and then be like, this is the picture that you were recreating two weeks ago. Love, Ethan. Also, uh, super cool that you guys had chicken strips for dinner last night. What are you making tomorrow?
1: <laughs> the only embarrassing part of the interaction was he, I think he thought that I wanted to go down to Louis Liz and recreate it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I had to quickly explain, no, I would not ask you to do that. That's, That's so That's way funny. too much. I'm going to make you, you walk across campus. I need me.
2: 30 minutes of your time. Oh, why do you need a rigorous intellectual discussion? No, I need to recreate a bit from, but it was fine because he was
1: going to office hours. So it wasn't like he was uh, going to somewhere he that was busy. A, yeah. Right. He, was, but he, he wasn't it, going yeah.
2: to, he wasn't going to go talk to God about writing another book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The most famous person outside of Dr. <laughs> Scott Hahn is God. God. That's the person you thought of? That's well,
2: that's I mean I would just I was just thinking of who he would have to talk to to write another one. I was like, it's probably the
1: crazy God. the craziest thing about the Franciscan University offices is uh-huh. that every walking walking through this 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 little this little academic office suite mm-hmm. It's yes. these it's these tiny offices that are smaller than mine. They're basically closets that are just mm-hmm. one wall is just books in every office, yes. Yes. and you walk past these name plates and you're like, "This is so funny because every every other name is like this household name for most Catholic mm-hmm. for most like super Catholic households, mm-hmm. and they're all just shoved into these shoe boxes next to each other. Yes. It's and so funny. Guys. Like you got like you got like you know I don't know. It's was it a Regis Martin? his office Ooh. is no yeah no he's on like for Did, for, for, for didn't, grandmas didn't he host that morning show for grandmas who watch ewtn walking down this hallway would be like walking down the hollywood boulevard the stars yes i don't know what yes. that's called
2: is there just the walk as much of fame. defecation on the floor as as walking down the
1: actually more you'd be surprised oh, how just
2: <laughs> <laughs> these freshmen this year they're just they don't can't they, they, them. they
1: can't contain them yeah
2: yeah that's it's, it's very funny I'm really glad that you took that photograph with Scott Hahn.
1: I hope that he remembers Scott, that. Scott, if you're
2: listening, and I know that you are.
1: He's not going to forget my name now. Has that he forgotten it in the past? Oh, yeah, several times. But, but he, he meets, knows you he, now? He
2: meets so many people, yeah. Did he walk up to you and say, oh, Patrick?
1: No, he calls on, he, well, the other day, he doesn't do this, but he called on me without me raising my hand to make me uh-huh. answer a question. Because he knew you knew the answer? No, I did, not know, no, I so did not know the answer.
2: What was the question? I bet I knew it. Ask me the question. He
1: was. It was something about the multiple literal sense of scripture. And yeah, easy. And he was like, he was like, so what? Do you think there's only one multiple There's only one literal sense of scripture, Patrick? What do you think? And I was like, well, I would say no. I said, I was like, well, no. And he's like, why not? And I was like, because that's clearly what you were telegraphing. That's what I said. I was like, clearly, that's what you were trying to get me to say. But I don't know why.
2: Well, um, no, because because God is multifaceted, as is His Word.
1: Indeed. He's that,
2: he, that's what I would I would have said something stupid like that. No, that
1: would have been <laughs> the right answer, actually. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, because when you're when you're learning how to do Bible in in when you're learning uh-huh. how to like read the Bible, the the freshman the freshman, you know, scripture and tradition class thing is like Yeah. Here's the fourfold sense of scripture. The literal, mm-hmm. the analogical, the anagogical, and the tropological. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, so each thing has one. Literal meaning and one analogical meaning and one anagogical meaning. It's like, no, (laughs) apparently, no, that's not how it works. (laughs) Apparently how it works is... imagining
2: a a freshman student being told about that, that analogical sense of scripture and then being like, ugh, I don't want to learn about sex from the Bible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good one.
2: (laughs) That's funny. Sorry.
1: Apparently every... So the the example is like the word hour. So when Jesus says my hour has not yet come, Mm. he he means like literally he means the hour that he is going to die but dr han showed us in a roundabout way that he's also referring to the mass when he says his hour has not yet come
2: because the mass takes about an hour
1: yeah and what yeah really yeah anyway no i'm not convinced but what he was talking what he was saying was like jesus's hour the only the four times that he the four times that Jesus says the word hour there's other times that the hour is mentioned by the narrator and that refers to his death but the four mm-hmm. times that Jesus says the word hour is at cana when he gives mm-hmm. wine it's at the well where he's going to give living water it's at the mm-hmm. temple where he introduces a new way of worship and it's at ah it's at um the when the greeks want to come see Jesus when he introduces mm. a new way to experience the word. So it's four W's. And where's a place where we have water mm, and wine and, yeah. or sorry, yeah, it was yeah, it was word and wine and wheat and, yeah. So, oh, sorry, when when the Greeks come, he says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it does It remains burn. but yeah, a yeah, single yeah, grain exactly.
2: with no life.
1: Yeah. And so he, he's trying to prove that like when Jesus refers to the hour, he means a time when he's going to give wine. Mm-hmm. Because when he right. when he says, My hour is not yet come to his mother, he's saying, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give wine at my hour, and that hour has not yet come. But she's basically right. like, Yes, it has. And then yes. he gives wine. <laughs> and so yeah. That's crazy, there's the that. multiple literal sense of scripture, mm-hmm. meaning when he refers to hour, he means two things. Uh. And so both of those two things have an analogical a tropological gotcha. an, an anagogical meaning and so yeah. i think that it's not that it's not that big of a jump that's not that crazy no though, is it's it? not that big of a yeah. jump but i'm really only understanding it now sure as that's i'm saying fair. it now
2: that's good this is that's what this podcast is for is it's for, for us me, to process the things that we learn from other people who are smarter than every
1: us. every grad student needs a podcast every grad student needs a podcast this is also very helpful for the people that are in my class who now listen to the podcast. Whoa, no yeah. way!
2: What's up, Patrick's classmates? Be sure to flick him in the back of the head with a
1: paper <laughs> football for me.
2: Hit him with a spitball.
1: I go to yeah, because I go to the school from Saved by the Bell. Be <laughs> <laughs> sure to try to trip him. I go to when the school from walking. As the Bell Rings, starring could Demi you, Lovato.
2: Could you please pull his pants down? Pants him in Joke's front of everyone. Jokes on
1: you! I wear two pairs of pants. Oh. <gasps>
2: You're one of the elite, one of the few. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
1: So we wanted to talk about synodality, right?
2: Yeah, let's talk about synodality. Um, I, I will say, though, last thing, if you want to see the photograph that Patrick recreated with Dr. Scott Walker Hahn, you go to the Discord, bit.ly slash Crunch Discord. We had someone join new the other day that said, I'm a relatively new listener and, quote, I love the community that you have here. He had just came in. Not very familiar with the podcast, not very familiar with what we're all about. But off rip, he was like, "This place is great because we got prayer requests flying around, we got people sharing pictures of their babies, we got people talking about things that are important to them. You know, commenting on last week's episode, talking about schooling and raising their kids, all the things. It's everything that you want in an online Catholic community. And we actually and
1: we actually engage in our Discord. That's not Not for long. What do you mean not not for for long? long?
2: I don't. I, at a certain point, you got to be above the the rabble, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that point is at I can't, ten thousand members.
2: <laughs> I can't be involved with hoi polloi.
1: I think we're. I, mean? I think we're at the point where we're not involved in every conversation. Yeah, which it's, is good. It's good that we're not starting every conversation. We don't
2: start every conversation, but sometimes we pop in with a little, a
1: little <laughs> zinger. Yeah, Dirk's ah, ah. on you. We got. Uh, oh. He just got padded. He got <laughs> padded on the back. That's so, what we uh, call it on the Discord. <laughs>
2: You should stop the podcast right now. Ready? Pause. Go to bit.ly slash crunch discord. All right, cool. Uh, I guess they, I should have said that first and then asked them to pause. But if they paused right <laughs> then, they wouldn't have heard. the. like, what am I supposed to do? A, oh, I guess I'm not listening to the crunch there. anymore. All right. <laughs> I probably have something to do. All right, so let's talk about let's talk about what everybody's talking about. They've been talking about it. People are banging down our door. They're saying, Ethan and Patrick, you got to talk about this because we don't understand it. People have been messaging me day in, day out. Did I'm you
1: getting... send to send it to me on
2: Twitter? On... Instagram? I'm getting letters are flying through my mail flap like in HP1 <laughs> when he's getting all the letters from Hogwarts of people. And yeah. they all just say, talk about the Synod on Synodality. Please. please They're from all over the, the globe and people want us to talk about this. I did send it to you on Discord.
1: Okay. Uh, I am clicking uh, it.
2: In the DM. In the DMs. You remember DMs?
1: Yeah, man. Oh, my gosh.
2: Yeah. It's pretty so, cringe. So let's, let's break it down. A couple days ago, this post came out for the official Synod on Synodality Instagram account, which is a crazy sentence that I just said. I don't
1: like that string of words together in that order. The Synod on Synodality what?
2: uh, Instagram account.
1: Oh, okay. All right. So this
2: was two days ago. And um, it says our experts are working on the syntheses produced during the local consultation phase, pages and pages full of stories, insights, but also in some cases, real works of art. Look at that. Hashtag synod. Hashtag walking together. Hashtag listening church. So if you don't know, the synod on synodality is a meeting of bishops that's going to happen, what is it, 2023? Is that right, Pat?
1: Sorry, I'm too busy commenting on the— on the. Um... We are doing a podcast. <laughs> This is no time to further your
2: your (laughs) online brand by dunking on the official Synod on Synodality Instagram page. (laughs) Listening. (laughs) I just cannot handle podcasting with you. you. I can't wait.
1: You got to listen. Listening church. More like listen to the crunch. That's all I got. That's all I got.
2: That's fine. Oh, man. I'm... (laughs) Are you done? Before? Oh,
1: man. Yeah, everyone else was dogpiling. I want to dogpile, too. I want to hop right on top of Christopher.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, let's. I hope nobody clips that.
1: <laughs> I didn't finish the sentence on purpose. Okay. <laughs> uh,
2: so the Senate on Synodality, it's... Okay, so it's actually... So it's a two-year process that will conclude in 2023. And essentially... Patrick, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm an idiot, but Synodality <laughs> is... Uh, This idea, it's a relatively new idea in the history of the church that bishops um, ought to work together uh, and kind of listen to one another. It's sort of like the process of working something out in a group um, in order to achieve uh, better results and resolutions for how to move forward. Yes. In a very like basic high level view.
1: Yes, a synod is Greek for walk together. We've talked about this a yes. lot before.
2: Yes, I forget that we've talked about this. It's been a while, so it's it's probably good to refresh. Yeah, definitely good to refresh, uh, especially with all the stuff that's coming out. So it's this is something that's been very important to Pope Francis. This idea of walking together accompaniment has been his you know call, calling card since the beginning of his pontificate. He's all about this idea of. We can't just all be operating in our individual silos. We need to be united as a church. And this process of synodality is his way by which he sees to move forward. So they call this, there have been other synods. There was a synod on the family. There was a synod on, um, wasn't there a synod on the on the Amazon? Am I right? Was that the whole there Pachamamas thing? There was an Amazonian thing? synod that was an run
3: an by the Germans. Synod. Yeah, it was great.
2: Yeah, there was a synod on the youth, which is when we had the breakdancing kids in that big, ugly thing in the Vatican. It was when
1: Katie that, goes to Rome.
2: Yeah, when Katie went to Rome. Um, so there's been quite a few synods over the last 10 years mm-hmm. that it, I don't think there were a lot of synods before that. Am I wrong?
1: No, there's been synods before that. A, a synod is basically like a council. That, sure. I, I mean, not, the modern... It's a council with no power. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So, there, there's been synods yeah. in the past, and mm-hmm. but I mean, the things that we would call a synod, we used to just call local councils. So like there was right. a council of Carthage, I think, which mm-hmm. was basically like a, a syn. I don't know. There was a pope that would go around and hold synods, regional synods, and bishops mm-hmm. getting together and all this stuff. It's a thing. It happens. I think
2: the word council now is just too loaded, probably. And so they, they said, well, we're just going to do the same thing that we've been doing, but we're going to call it a synod instead of a... Yeah of a council. It
1: is a very high church Protestant thing.
2: Really? Tell me
1: more. Like the, like the, the LCMS, the Lutheran church, Missouri synod is Uh a branch of Lutheranism that, that uh, pastor Hans Feeney from Lutheran satire is a part of. He's part of the Lutheran church, Missouri synod, which means there was a synod in Missouri where they came together and put together articles of faith. And Mm -hmm. he is a Lutheran pastor who believes those articles of faith.
2: And now that whole sort of sect of Lutheranism is called a synod, even though it all sprung from a synod gathering, synod. Yeah. yeah, which is tricky. The language is crazy. But um, it's also probably so that when people refer to the council, then they know that we're still just talking about Vatican II and we're not talking about any of these individual synods. So yes. A- anyway, that's kind of the background if you don't know what's going on. The reason that a lot of people are upset, and rightfully so, is because a lot of the aesthetics coming out of the synod on synodality are questionable uh like the initial there was an episode of the pillar that where ed condon was very upset yes. at i think the branding of the synod on synodality because it was a lot it was it looked like it was drawn with crayon mm-hmm. it was very childish it was very it was not very good a lot of it was multicolored it was it, 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 It was not very professional, nor did it inspire any sort of awe or, like, lead us to a deeper understanding of what this is actually about. It was just kind of, like, the most inoffensive, childish branding that you could come up with. Uh, And I'll provide a link to it in the show notes. But uh, So there was, like, off the bat, people were mad about this because it just looked like already the feel of it was off, you know? like how like how Luke Carey feels since the United States men's national soccer team had bad jerseys. <laughs> now the whole feel is off. Niche meme. <laughs> niche. Joke. Very very niche for you and me and like one other guy. <laughs> it's, it's I don't know who else would get that, but um, so now this is the big story. So the official Synod on Synodality Vatican Instagram account posted a series of uh, art that came out of a listening session which are i i think this is one individual listening session is that right patrick
1: uh it um, looks like
2: a local consultation
1: phase yeah so i think this
2: is just from one of the local consultation phases cuz all this art looks like it's the same style like from the same artist
1: yeah so i think well the the way that it was working was it was in stages right so dioceses mm-hmm. were instructed by mm-hmm. the usccb to compile a report based on reports in the parishes. So parishes were required to do synodal listening sessions of which mm-hmm. I was a part and mm-hmm. they were fun. I liked them. I mean, I like the idea of them, I guess. Anyway, I, <laughs> they were I was
2: not invited to be a part of any listening sessions, Um, which was probably the right thing.
1: <laughs> it was a lot of, I mean the average age in the synodal listening sessions is what you would expect. It was people who show up to things. And so it was people mostly over people over 60, mostly women. Mm-hmm. Um, there were very few people that were not either a woman or over 60 uh, or
2: employed by the church.
1: Yeah. I think there was no one who was, a, <laughs> who was not over 60, a woman employed by the church. And right. so
2: at least in America,
1: it, no, in my synodal listening session, I think in oh, Patrick's in my senator listening session. Um, the ones that I went to, and so we we compiled a report that went to the diocese. The diocese compiled a report of all of those reports, sent it to the USCCB. The USCCB compiled, compiled a, report, a report, sent it into the Vatican, and so every uh, every you know country, pocket, regional uh, organization of bishops was asked by the Vatican to send in a report, and so they're saying. Our experts are working on the synthesis produced during the local consultation phase. Pages and pages full of stories, insights, but also, in some cases, real works of art. Look at that. And this...
2: So this must be some artwork that was in one of the reports from somewhere.
1: Yes. This yeah. must have been... This must have been the result of someone. But they slapped the Synodus Episcoporium on it. Episcoporum on it. And so it yeah. looks like it was produced officially by right. the Senate. Um, yeah. So it... I can describe it if you'd like me to.
2: Yeah, I would recommend. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. If you have the capacity uh, to click the link and look at it as we're talking about it, um, we're going to try not to focus too much on the images and talk more about what they're the ideas that they're representing. Yeah. But it will be helpful. Don't don't look at your phone if you're driving. But if you do, make sure you go to twitter.com forward slash <laughs> ethan underscore crunch and click follow. Um, if you're going to die driving, do it smart. I think. Carry on. <laughs>
1: that was really funny. <laughs>
2: thanks i think <laughs> i love it when you after the fact tell me that something's really funny because yeah, you're not paying attention initially
1: it's kind of my it's kind of my game i also <laughs> it's yeah. a good it's a good brand this is definitely the results of a synodal listening session yeah because i can't i mean when i saw this i was very
2: which one are you looking at are you looking at the the first one
1: there's the first one that's underwater there's yeah. one that's underwater with that. It anger. just is a lot of words. It's like a Ben Garrison political cartoon. I know? don't even know what
2: that means. Like
1: Ben Garrison is the guy who's like the media and then big government. He like labels everything. You know, oh, nothing, nothing's allowed. Like, to just
2: be, like some of these words on these on these artworks. It's just it's just like images of of people holding hands or um, music in the background or like a, a scenery in the background or a church in the background. It's just a lot of words that say things like dialogue. Radical hospitality, uh, unity, liturgy, abuse, Catholic identity. Like it's just these words that say white church, Latino church, Asian church, uh, discrimination, mm-hmm. priest abuse, racism. Like it's just – it's not like saying anything about these things. It's just as kind of like – like you said, it's very clearly – Here, a are, here of the, are
1: the words that came out of this session.
2: That came out of these sessions basically, yeah. um, which is fine. Um, but the, and the real problem is, is that the, the deeper you get into this, like the first one is okay. Cause it says things like we need to be anchored in the gospel and we need to, you know, we need to do, have unconditional love and like, it's, it's all right. Okay. I can, I can get behind that one. And then the next one kind of says, it says like LGBTQ plus identity in the corner. And, like, that's fine. You know, the church can be a refuge for everybody. So it's like, okay, if you identify as LGBTQ+, you can't you should be able to find a refuge in the church. Everyone should be able to. Cool. I get that. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. It's kind of used as, like, a rainbow here, an idea. And we have, like, a rainbow and, like, a guitar in the background and also the monstrance, um, And it has the LGBTQ+, community and also white church, Latino church, Asian church, black church, as if like we're all separate and they're but, being
1: but they're being woven into but they're being
2: woven together into one like a, an, a yeah like an aztec looking tapestry, and then you get to the next one, and it's people talking about communication co- like coming over the mountain, and like there are negative things on the mountain, like fear and partisan politics, but something else on the mountain is hierarchy which hierarchy is actually good it's what's a part of the church I so didn't even UK. get that that was
1: a mountain actually
2: <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of struggling and then the next one which is the one that everyone's upset about has some people in front of a church and there's a woman in a chasuble uh investments and then there's another person at the at the very front that has a pride t-shirt that just very clearly says pride on the front of it um and then the phrase we are the young people of the future and the future is now it's just an insane i don't even know what knows what that means (laughs) um and then the last one is uh is just kind of a it's like an actual picture of people at the listening center and some of the quotes from, from what they say. Um, it says, "We need more coffee. Coffee dates with priests, sisters and campus ministers." Okay. Yeah, that's I mean, fine. Yeah, you know, I'm with that. Uh, so it, like some of, the, some of the elements of the pictures of this art is good. I think the problem is is that within these artworks, there were things that were explicitly antithetical to what the church is and states to believe, and it was posted by an official Vatican account. And so that – and, like, people are mad. And so now I'm – I think the question is, Patrick, for us to talk about and for everybody else to talk about is what what do we do with this information that an official Vatican account has tweeted something that can very accurately and not, um, like, overly dramatized, not being – not exaggerating, like, it can accurately be said to be heretical. Like, what do we – like, mm. how do we respond with something Like the Synod on Synodality, when something like this and then other things that are coming out from other places is like truly against what the church teaches, and the Vatican seems to be upholding it as like valid discourse.
1: What do we do? So it's obviously like this is from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia (laughs) because Gritty is in the corner.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was about to, I didn't comment on that because it's such an insane little (laughs) detail that there is a, a hockey mascot in the corner, but also.
1: What, a, what, what? Why is gritty in the listening session? So this must this must be from the archdiocese of Philadelphia then because yeah yeah it's a it's large group centered with the archbishop so it has to be mm-hmm. an archdiocese Philadelphia that's the Philadelphia skyline that's Independence Hall okay so this is ob- yes. I, this now all makes more sense because I was like sure. I was like is this what I thought at first and the way I th- I don't think I'm alone in this I think this could. Seem as like though the synod is saying this is what all of the synodal listening sessions were about, and I mm. have a really I have a really hard time. Tell me, I have a really hard time believing that every single synodal listening session across the United States of America was like this. all were all like this. But yeah, I agree with that. Now, now that it now that it's like oh, this is one from uh, a major city that makes a little more sense. Because this is what you expected. But mm-hmm. so the, 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 the Synod's Twitter account choosing to highlight this one kind of mm-hmm. confirms what I think J.D. And, and, and Ed were talking about on that episode. All right. I think this might have been them. I'm not sure. That it's great to talk about listening and mm-hmm. hearing people. But mm-hmm. the expecta- my expectation of this entire thing has been, are you going to hear what you want to because you can't just yeah. brand something as "we're listening to you," and then just hear what you want to hear. Um, yes, which I think is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what's happening. Yeah, it's just
2: like it would be. It would be so different. I would actually have no problem with this if one of these was the woman in the chasuble and the pride shirt and like the weird. Anti hierarchy stuff. If that was one of the images, and the other images, and the other uh, other image was traditional Latin mass, large families, uh, anti abortion, anti contraception, beautiful churches. Like if they, if they, if they posted both, I would actually have no problem at all with that because if it's it's like it's accurate to what people are saying and believing, but Mm -hmm. because all of the art just depicts a certain ideological type of person or way of thinking then it starts to make me think like hmm what was said that that is not on here you know but if people are really saying we want women priests and this is a listening ses- session then yes you need to report the fact that people said that they want women priests it's not wrong yeah you know
1: oh in my uh, session one of the prominent members of the parish sorry i can't i don't think i can actually i can't i don't actually don't think i can say that um
2: in a listening session that patrick
1: may or may not be aware of well, I mean, he was very public about it, so who cares? Uh, he was—he oh, okay. was, he was yeah. just straight up like, women. We need to—we need women to be priests in the church because we need women to be leaders. And I did respond, and I said, okay, like that's just clericalism. That's just straight clericalism yeah. in the—the the idea that women can't lead unless they have a collar on. Um, that just reinforces the—the the problem, right? Like, mm-hmm. because whether women can, you know, be celibate or not, and become priests or not, uh, I am never going to be able to be a leader in the church because I have a kid and a family. You know what I right.
2: mean? <laughs> like it's, the same, it's the same thing we were talking about earlier with words, mm-hmm. right? This is how this plays in. It's like, if I only am able to have power if people can hear me, if I'm only influential, if I'm understood...
1: By then, an authority figure? Yeah.
2: Right. Then, then everything breaks apart because this is... <laughs> the most powerful and important man to ever walk the earth, Jesus Christ, was misunderstood and unheard and misheard by almost every single person that he talked to while he was here. And even his words, though they be plain as day in the scripture are still misunderstood and misheard and unheard by a lot of people. Yes. And so it's like, it, it, it's such a non-Christian idea to think that we have to be, we have to make our voice known in order to be powerful or influential,
1: Mm.
2: which is, crazy because i'm saying that on a podcast that's going out to people who are listening to it yeah and i'm i'm not i think you can have a podcast and but that's what
1: i think that this podcast is less powerful than arcadia
2: yes agree.
1: i i think that i think that you know that whether you know your little, your little community lasts generations or lasts 10 years like that mm-hmm. that is more powerful than Punch a ass. bishop with a really big ear who's listening to everybody right than those yeah, people true. because power is not you're right power is not this is not the guy on the top of the pyramid who can tell mm-hmm. everybody what to do and mm-hmm. then because that power is so we 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 think that the power is the guy on the top of the pyramid. And then we think, "Oh, well it's wrong for some reason for that guy to never listen to the people he has power over." Okay. Yeah,
2: it's that's such a crazy belief. Yeah. You know.
1: So so it's good it's a step forward, it's progressive for the person in power to sit down with all the people he's talking, he's he's leading and he's ruling over and to hear all of them and kind of do like the general thing that they're saying like they're all saying different things but kind of the average of what they're saying you know mm-hmm. um but that's not what power is power is leading someone from vice into virtue can and i tell you something you can't do that unless you know them not just listen to yeah. them you have to know them can i tell you this yeah of course you can
2: it's power is made perfect in weakness can i just say that real quick can i just put that up because that that's a, that's that's another crazy thing, is, and this is important for the more, the people who are of a mind that the church ought to go in a different direction than what the Synod on Synodality official Instagram account is posting. Um, because I think a lot of us, whoever heads on straight, understand that uh, entertaining discussions about women being priests and women being deaconesses, and um, LGBTQ involvement in the parish, and uh, women having more prominent roles, and uh, I'm trying to think of something like what what are the, like taking down hierarchy so that lay people have more power over the parish. Um, dealing with things like racism, like these are all like valid, mm-hmm. and I understand where they're coming from. But at the end of the day. Like the thing that is going to achieve what these people want is better families and and better community. Like that that kind of is the silver bullet in some sense. And not that it's that easy, but it's
1: actually very difficult. Which is why it's it's, actually why it's left untried.
2: Right, which is and this is why there's so much, you know, yelling and screaming about the hierarchy and the racism and the, and the, the women priests and all these things, because it's like, oh, well, if women are priests, then that just means that women are more empowered and we've done our job. But, like, a woman being a priest doesn't change the fact that there are still probably tons of husbands in the parish who love their work more than their wife. Like, a woman being a priest doesn't fix that problem, and oh, does yeah. that actually empower women, you know?
1: And in a lot of parishes, you might, you might find this if you become a priest, we should just let one try so she finds out yeah sometimes should. the most important test case. test case sometimes the most i ordained six women to the priesthood <laughs> i i i solicited a an excommunication in let laten, in let in latense, whatever
2: in exorum let laborum
1: and ex <laughs> in laborum exorcens i got a got an excommunication uh, i think they'll find that You'll find that most the most powerful person in the parish is, is uh, usually not the priest. Actually, <laughs> yes, it's usually the person who knows. It's oftentimes,
2: the, someone's grandma. Yeah,
1: really, <laughs> someone who can just so. can talk the most. You know, uh, yeah. but it's it's frust- so frustrating because I know what I know. What synodality could be I was like so gung-ho about this Because I was like if we do it right
2: You were the only guy that was gung-ho I about was this so,
1: I was so excited about it You know like I yeah. was like what this could be I mean imagine you know I I realized halfway through it I was like shoot dang it we're meeting in a In our parish hall No No one's gonna come <laughs> You know like we sent letters out I bet they all got thrown away You know why does the Why does the church want, and I, you want to know what synodality is, Ethan? Tell me, Patrick. (laughs) Speaking of the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, I was walking, uh, I was walking back from the Pope Francis Synod on the Family, World Meeting Families, in Philadelphia, and uh, I was walking back to the bus, and this guy, this homeless man, asked a priest for money, Mm -hmm. and the priest said, I'm sorry, I don't have any, and walked away, and I was about a couple of steps behind the guy, behind that interaction, and so I was up at, I was at the next to the guy when he yelled at the priest, yeah, you should never trust a Catholic priest. And this is a Franciscan, and so I said, hey, I don't know if you know this, but um, do you know, like, what a Franciscan is? And he said, no, and we talked a little bit about, like, what a Franciscan is, and he was like, I didn't know they took a vow of poverty, right? Mm -hmm. this is a conversation another instance i was driving home i was in an uber coming home from seek my first ever seek conference and the uber was like were you at that catholic conference and i said yes and he said you know what baby boy (laughs) he's like you want to know what i want to know and i was like yeah sure And he's like i always had this question why can't nuns? why can't women be priests and so i'm ready for like you know like oh gosh this guy's gonna like accuse the church of sexism and blah 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 but he didn't Mm. instead he said because, you know, there's not a lot of priests and there's a lot of nuns, and I'm just thinking, you know, it might be convenient. He was just... Su- a practical man. He was just suggesting, like, a practical solution to our problems. He was being really nice. Like, that's synodality. That's listening to someone, not assuming what they're mm-hmm. trying to say, not in- becoming mm-hmm. combative, right? That's that's listening. That's listening. And I was thinking about that because my, my boss, J- Jacob, he came back from D.C. to a conference on synodality. Uh, it was a meeting about the Synod on Synodality. It was a synod on synod on synodality. It was a meeting about mm-hmm. the meeting about meetings. Okay. And uh, it's ripe for parody. But it, he, yes. he, apparently yes. from the diocese of Lake Davenport, I don't know where it was, but from one of these dioceses, instead of doing the synodal listening sessions, uh, what which is what every parish did, they were like, oh great, cool, another event, we'll buy the snacks, we'll invite everyone, people show up, they show up, and then if they don't, now ah, whatever, on to the next thing. Uh, Instead of doing that, they did something called like 55,000 cups of coffee, and they instructed every parishioner in the diocese to take three people out for coffee, one person who is a devoted Catholic, one person who is a Catholic that hasn't gone to mass in a while, and one person who's never gone to church. Hmm. And to ask them three questions, uh, or sorry, to ask them all two questions. One, when it comes to church, what breaks your heart and what fills your heart? Mm-hmm. So what makes you what makes you sad and what makes you happy about church? Like what do you not like and what do you do you like? And I was I heard that and I was like, we gotta do that because that's, that's so much more effective and you're gonna get yes. so many more voices and that's what you're gonna you're gonna talk to the people who go to church all the time. you're gonna hear from the people who used to come to church and don't anymore and you're gonna hear from the, un-cat- the un the unevangelized.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What more could you want? instead of being like, hey, come on over to me. Like that's such a not synodal uh, mm-hmm. attitude of like everyone get yeah. in our building on our turf, you know, yeah. that's so yeah. anyway, I don't know if you want to do the synod thing, do that. Invite three people out for coffee. Right. And There's a way to
2: do it. That's, that's good. The, the idea itself is not flawed. It's just, again, I don't want to blame anything on bishops because it's the easy button, but, you just got to wonder, like, how things were communicated as they went down the chain, you know? Um, because I've been in a hierarchical institution before. I've worked for Focus, and a lot of times, things that are a really great idea in the boardroom with Curtis Martin and Ted Shree get passed down to the area directors, which gets passed down to the regional directors, which gets passed down to the team directors, which gets passed down to the missionaries, which gets passed down to the, down to the students. Mm-hmm. By the time it gets there, it's like, so you're telling me I just have to like fill this thing out once a week? You know, when before yeah. it was like, this is an amazing way for us to see how many people were actually reaching with, for the gospel. And like, that's such an incredible thing, you know, it's just, and it just loses all of its power as it travels down the tube, the tube. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like something similar happened here where it's that, that vision maybe hit 1% of parishes. And I think that's a, that is a failure in communication of the bishops to his pastors, Probably, but if it's, but if let's say the bishops all communicated it 100% effectively to all their pastors, I don't believe that every pastor in the United States of America is like, yes, I'm going to dedicate time and resources to that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like it's still, there's still just so many systemic issues with how priests are expected to use their time and just people who work for the church in general that I don't think, there's no way that this would have gone well. Like there's just, it's just no way that it would have happened well. Well, there's a lot of, there's
1: a lot of self-selection bias here. Yeah. The kind of person that will go to a feedback session is the kind of person who has hot takes. And so you're going to get a right. lot of hot takes.
2: You're you're going to get the guy who hasn't shaved in 3 weeks with his baggy pants and his shoes and his 10 kids yelling about the propers being in the wrong language, you know. <laughs> and you're going to have the woman who's disaffected who heard from her mom that this is going on, who's going to argue because she's never been invited to be on the parish council even though she gives X dollars Per month or whatever, Mm. you know, like you're just going to have both of those. And uh, that doesn't lend itself to good listening. It's fun for Twitter, but it's not it's not good for anything else. So I don't know. I think understanding what this actually is and knowing that it's not just like a thing that the Pope posted to make you mad is really important. But it's also like, I don't know. I kind of am more open to it now than I was before because it's like, okay, if this is what people said and someone made art out of it and the Vatican Instagram decided to post it, great. Could they have put a little disclaimer that says we don't agree with anything heretical in this artwork, but this is what was said in the listening sessions and it's important to to make those people feel heard so that we can continue to preach the truth to them? That would have been awesome if they had said something like that, Uh, but they didn't, and so – I don't know. I think that's the what's most got the most offen- the
1: most offensive one is the, the we are the, the people of the future and the future. I think is it's just now. so
2: lame. It's such a lame thing. Never in my life have I have I been inspired by we the we are the future. We are the young. You know, we are the we we have a voice. Like none of that has ever really got me got my engine revving. And so maybe I'm just the wrong demographic. But maybe. Uh, uh, I'm too content brained to really <laughs> believe. I don't believe in slogans like people are getting all up in a tizzy. We don't have to get into this because we got to get into patron of the week and Dr. This in the corner, but people are getting all in a tizzy about the Italian prime minister quoting Chesterton. And I'm like, you guys realize she said that because a market researcher told her that enough of her voter base would be inspired by that if she did it. Yeah. So that's why she read it. She didn't yeah. read it because she's a diehard Chestertonian. She's not going home and smoking a pipe and like, uh, you know what I mean? It's just yes. the amount of people that just lost their minds because of that is insane. And so I don't know. It's not, I don't think you and I are above politics. I don't think we try to be elitist, but at a certain point you have to put your common sense hat on and realize that slogans and and political power plays and things that are garner, done to garner attention like are not worth your time or energy, you know? Yeah. And uh, this is something that it's like, it's worth talking about because a lot of people are upset about it, but I don't like when I see something online that I disagree with or don't care about, I simply scroll past it. I just don't have the time in my day to, to
1: I definitely, bothered. I definitely do not do that. So oh, all the oh, time, oh, oh. That's
2: <laughs> fair. but on this podcast, I think we find a good balance. Yeah. I don't know what you do in your own time.
1: I deleted something the other day that You're I was too busy
2: like, slumping and humping too busy, too time. busy <laughs> in, the, in
1: the, the slump hump, you know? Uh, yeah, I was, I, you know, one of the, one of the, one of the Libcath NCR reporters got me mad the other day and I replied to something nice. and then I was like, ah, never mind, not worth it. And I, uh, nice. It, uh, it was one of those instances where it was like, uh, there's a, there's a trad conference going on in Pittsburgh and, uh, it's, they're like, we're going to call upon Pope Francis. It's very funny. They're meeting in the, the grand ballroom of the double tree by Hilton hotel, of Pittsburgh. You saw this. this. It's yeah. very funny. uh, i love it the last trad conference in pittsburgh was at the, uh, the airport hyatt which is <laughs> even funnier <Yes>. um so <laughs> could you imagine in history in church history in 23 2300 yeah and the hyatt hotel airport hotel in pittsburgh was well, an airport <laughs> uh that was before they invented teleportation um I just get in my Elon tube and it jets me to exactly where I hi, need My to hyperloop go. just, you know, spins me in a circle and I make money and I spend units.
2: Yes. <laughs> I I put I put my soul into the into the centrifuge <laughs> and it spins out soul points that I get to redeem. It's all very above board.
1: It's all very above board. <laughs> um, but she said something about like sadly I think there's like like sadly there's probably at least one uh FUS professor at this conference and someone replied like, really? That's so sad. And I was like, you don't know that. Yeah. And you're just getting just mad. Asserting yeah. <laughs> and I, this, this reporter is the one who's like, keeps doing hit pieces on Franciscan. And it just, I think we should me.
2: respond to people like that and just say L plus ratio every time. Every and time. Just, like, because
1: no one liked just, this and I responded. So rich.
2: I, I think it's funny whenever I see something like that, I'm just going to be like, you're, you're going bald. Like, I'm just going to say you're bald, you're balding <laughs> and then, and then post it and then mute the thread. Because I think that's way more effective than whatever. L plus
1: ratio plus bald.
2: L plus bald plus ratio is the best insult that you can do to someone. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I think it should be used more. Like, literally, like, Hikaru Nakamura, the freaking chess GM, said that to Magnus Carlsen online. Hilarious. He just said L plus ratio. And I'm like, that's funny. Dude, chess grandmasters saying this to each other. We should be saying it to annoying catholics online it doesn't it
1: it shouldn't surprise me that the chess guys are terminally online
2: no they're they're big on twitch they're huge twitch streamers these chess guys oh yeah it's great magnus (laughs) magnus anyway all right let's let's talk about who supports us on patreon because i think if we talk about anybody we care about any random catholic people online it should be the people who support us on patreon.com slash the crunch
1: we got two new 10 dollar a month patrons let's Go. Emma raised her her uh, her donation up from three dollars to ten dollars, which means she gets the video bonus podcast. The video bonus podcast. A lot of ten dollar a month patrons. Our, our monthly our monthly what was our.
2: What was our video bonus podcast about this week, Patrick?
1: I. Do you not? Remember? We talked
2: about we talked we talked about finding peace amidst uh, disaster mm-hmm. and how where Jesus's peace comes from, and we also talked about uh, productivity. Yeah, and it was it was a very fruitful and enlightening. It was conversation a great conversation yeah. on Monday morning. i referenced I think
1: it twice this week in conversation. Really? with Phoebe? Yeah, it was a good Look conversation. At that.
2: So, do you think that maybe other people could benefit from hearing it?
1: I think they could. I, I honestly do think some of our peak peak content is is, is the saved for the Monday morning because it's one where the because freshest,
2: it's fresh. It's yeah. early, a little cup of coffee, Monday morning. Nothing is stressing me out about the week. We're not slumping. You know, that's uh, it's the best best part of the week to be in. Oh, yeah. To podcast. And you want to hear it. So you can $10, bucks $10 a, month. a month.
1: Like Ten Emma did. Month. Yeah. Not my wife, not but another wife. Emma. 10 bucks a month. It's crazy. 10 bucks a month, you get an extra two podcasts. So you get like three times the content for
2: Triple Con.
1: Triple Con. <laughs> and then another $10 <laughs> a month from Johnny. Thanks, Johnny and Emma, for supporting us on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash the crunch. If you think this episode is worth two bucks, $10 a month. Two bucks. Price of a cup of coffee. Boom! Bada bing! We got a review. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give. Is that
2: the way that people can support us for free? If you want
1: to support us for free, you can go to Apple. I you can go to the Apple Podcasts and you can review us. Give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, or you can give us a five star review on Spotify. It helps make our podcast more discoverable, so it really does help. So please go give the review. Uh, I'm gonna give the reviewers a break on Apple Podcasts, and instead I'm going to uh read a review from sean one of our one of our patrons one of our ten dollar a month patrons a comment sean. on our video bonus podcast i
2: told the story of how you forgot your brother sean at your wedding for your wedding the other day on the crunch lunch it's, no i told it we had some friends over for dinner okay and i was just like you guys are never gonna believe this <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's
1: still it's still the best story it's still so, uh, i was like i was like so how dare you funny. steal my story but you were there so you can tell it yeah uh, anyway Sean Sean Harris, $10 a month patron since January. So shout out, Sean. Uh, Gotta say, I'm only a few minutes into the video bonus podcast, but Pat's hair makes him look like a bearded Johnny Bravo. His hair is so tall and majestic. I just wanted to read that for the record so that it's there.
2: Your hair is usually felled off by the time we get to the Wednesday afternoon podcast recording. Do you think we felled off? Monday morning, it is... It's like the Eiffel Tower. Did we felled off?
1: Did we felled off? Dude, do you think we felled off? I do think. Dude, we felled off.
2: I think we have not. We're not doing as good as we could be doing.
1: You, you really uh, think
2: so? Oh yes, but that's that's just my insatiable need to be to be better. That has yeah. nothing to do with the actual. Content. This is
1: why this is why you're the head of content and I'm the head of development. You're like we could be one percent better on the content. I'm like we could be making one percent more money.
2: <laughs> I think I think if the content better, is the money will come. Oh, definitely. but I also think, but I also think getting more money make content better. So it it kind of. It goes back and forth. One We're,
1: hand washes the other. The, the yeah. If you if you if you wash my hand, I'll wash yours. One butt cheek <laughs> wipes <and> the other.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say that, but then I was like, I don't know about the logistics. It's not of that. true. I still don't know how to wipe my butt. Uh, thank you to all the patrons and all the people that leave us a review. If you haven't left us a review on Apple, um, please please do that. It would really help us out. Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner is my favorite segment of this program. And do we have a question for that for that segment now, please?
1: Alright, yeah. yes. Anonymous female cruncher. Oh, just, I, I know it hurts. hurts. I'm, I'm sorry.
2: All right, you came to the right place, you ding-dong. <laughs> it's called communication, baby. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner, the part of the show where we <laughs> please give us the question, Patrick.
1: Okay. Uh, if you want to give us a if you want to give us a dating question, if you have a burning question, it's burning in your soul, uh, you or can go to bit.ly slash crunch discord to the dating corner channel and you can just Boom. send it in there. If you don't want to send it in there, you can DM it to Ben. And he'll put it in our or little what?
2: You can send it to info at thecrunchcast.com.
1: But the best way to do it is in the Discord. So that's all in yes, one best place. Best way,
2: best way to do it's Discord. But if you don't want Discord, there's still a way to submit dating questions. We there's don't leave do anybody. It. This is a place of refuge. Yes. Much like the Cynodon Cynodality,
1: it's a place of refuge. Reckless love. This is a, this is.
2: A, welcome to our listening session. Let's hear what this person <laughs> has to
1: say. Hello, I need some advice on how to get over a crush. Back in twenty twenty. Oh. Ooh, Dang. Down bad. Down bad. I met a coworker. I don't know if it's... Oh, it's a female. Back in 2020, I met a coworker on a work project. We became fast friends. I had never mm. clicked so quickly with someone, and it wasn't long until we were getting lunch, going to happy hour, hanging out together wow. outside of work. We basically spent Whoa. all of 2020 hanging out as friends, but flirting Whoa. a lot and crushing on each other. I no. finally bit the bullet and told him I liked him in December 2020, and he Ugh. admitted that he liked me too, Great but End of story. Close the book. He didn't want to date her because he's agnostic. Ugh. And felt no. his deep Catholic faith could cause a. He felt her. He felt that her deep Catholic faith could cause a rift on the line. Yeah. We agreed to stay friends with TBH. I spent most of twenty twenty one moping and sad no. about his rejection, no. Of, no, especially no. because he got a girlfriend. Oh, and I couldn't oh, seem to move on. Fast that forward to this hard. year. <laughs> fast forward to this year. I thought I was finally comfortable in just being his friend, but I've recently found yes. myself thinking about him a lot lately. I think it's because oh. he's single again. Oh!
3: Oh my God! It's
1: a roller coaster. This is crazy. He broke up with his GF. in Fe- He broke up with his gluten free in February. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> arugula GF. He broke up with his grand finals <laughs> this month. Best bit from Seek 2020 was that restaurant where there was like everything was gluten free. <laughs> it was like arugula GF. Do you remember that? I don't Maybe remember Maybe that was that. Father well, Anthony. Never mind. All right, carry on. This month, I, he, took, I, yeah. this month he I, took me out to lunch for my birthday and gave me a thoughtful gift. I'm sure he meant it as a friendly gesture, but I can't help but read into it and wish there was something more. I know I should probably cut him off completely. But no. Him, but him being my coworker makes it a little difficult. I would appreciate any advice on how I can move on, even if it means you just tell me I'm being a big dummy. LOL.
2: Have you considered giving up your religion to date this man?
1: Uh, <laughs> don't. <laughs> Dr. Ethan's apostasy corner. Uh, <laughs> yeah a lot of times people write into the the podcast and they're like yeah man it's like i'm having trouble getting over this guy and i want to cut him off but we both ride the same bus so how am i ever supposed to not see him again
2: mm-hmm. and it's you, like you can't really cut someone off uh it's hard to cut someone off do they still work together surely they still work oh, together. oh yeah i think so if he's buying her lunch and all this stuff have go, you considered
1: changing careers
2: you could get a new job you
1: could change careers with today's sponsor i'm just kidding that's not you
2: me. could fake an illness.
1: You could fake your own death.
2: With with today's capability to work from home, anybody can pretend they have a coma to avoid seeing someone in the office. You
1: could get yourself arrested.
2: Okay. I don't think you have a coma. I think you are in a you, coma. I <laughs> don't think that's something you get. Sorry, sorry,
1: boss. Can't give it to work today. I got a coma. Uh got a coma. <laughs> uh you could get yourself arrested for a major drug crime, get yourself uh put into yeah. gen pop. You could kidnap mm-hmm. the guard and yes. uh Hold him, point, say, um, oh. hold him hostage in a utility closet. Hold him hostage in utility closet, knock him unconscious, change clothes with him. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, show yourself strangling him to the snipers, and yeah. then you uh, drop him to the ground. You change his clothes, and then you wake him up from his slumber. So he attacks you, but he's wearing your clothes to the snipers. To the and snipers. They shoot him. Yeah, they yeah. shoot him, and actually, right. you put him right in front of a hydrogen tank. And Uh so they shoot the hydrogen tank tank, and it explodes, explodes, but you've already jumped to safety and you're all burned. I remember
2: this Hitman mission. I remember this. You're all, you're all, you're
1: all burned up. Right. And you're, Uh you're all burned up. You're wearing the guard outfit. So they take you to the burn. They they take you to the burn you in the ambulance. But the, the, Mm -hmm. the, um, the mm-hmm. the FBI agent who you befriended yeah. earlier in the movie, she sees okay. you and she jumps into the ambulance with you. She's gonna get you. But then you she get the drop it. on her and you take yeah. her gun and you take the ambulance hostage and then you escape and you go get your your wife, who was also in that movie Knives Out, with uh with uh What with, film with,
2: are you referencing please?
1: I don't remember what it's called, but it's on Netflix. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh-huh. It has some is plot called, holes in it.
2: Is it the movie Ambulance?
1: No. Huh. I I, I think it's it's Ah, uh, it's probably on my most recently watched or something. I don't know, but it was a Dang. movie. It was like, this is why you're just the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me. You're telling me that wasn't a top tier Ethan uh, stupid advice. Was it? Was it? just doesn't count because I got it from a movie.
2: I think it doesn't count because no one knew the movie you were referencing. If it was like if you were doing the plot of like Tom Hanks' is Forrest Gump, then maybe. No, it, but it was because fine. A, it's a movie that no one has ever seen. So it's like. Is this just a scenario that Patrick made up? Oh, now this is a movie. Okay, but I don't know the movie. And then we're all just lost you know, in the sea of cinema. That Hold on. Let me, let me, let me give you the plot of the movie
1: Me Time no, with Mark Wahlberg please. and Kevin Hart. <laughs> okay. Um, you got to watch that movie. It was a great scene. Have you considered...
2: Only good scene I, in the movie. I also, along the lines of committing a major crime, commit a major crime, join the Witness Protection Program... Give up information on your confrères, and then you're you're out of there. Mm-hmm. You can be Mrs. Smith in Indianapolis, and you'll be fine. Um, that's the end of my bad suggestions. I think what you should do, man. I think dating someone who's agnostic is really not the worst thing in the world.
1: Yeah, at least he doesn't know. You he'd be like, man, like I just I don't know. I I don't have gnosis. I, I think- don't have gnosis. I don't g- know. What's true? And you'd be like, I do. I just tell you. I think
2: the only way to know that your deep Catholic faith is not compatible with his agnosticism is by dating him. Like, you can't, like, you can't just say like, oh, I think we're incompatible even though everything about your existence has shown you two to be compatible. You know? Like, I don't, it's, yes, you need to both, if you ever get close to marriage, you need to both understand what marriage is and I would not recommend entering into marriage who does not share with, with someone who's not share that same vision of marriage as you do. Yeah, but dating is a marriage. Um, but dating is a marriage. Yeah. And so there's no reason why you can't at least date seriously for a while. And then if it's like, okay, I want this to keep getting more serious. I'm looking for, you know, to maybe get engaged to this guy. And he's still like not budging on the whole agnostic thing. Then great. You move on. Is that something that maybe you don't want to do? Maybe you think about that and you're like, I don't really want to date someone. I don't want to have the risk of having to break up with him at some point. That would be too much for me emotionally. Then at that point, you just say, all right, I'm not going to date him. So that's so my option one is just date him, see how it goes. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Option two, how do I get over a crush? Have you considered the casino? <laughs>
1: Have you considered getting ten other guys, or was it eleven yes. other guys? Ten other guys, and you,
2: Rob Terry hey, Bradshaw. What's what is your in person community look like? Do you have a group of of men or women that you can hang out with? Um, can you ask your boss to be moved, you know, so that you don't sit in the same section as him this, or whatever? This
1: man is an uncircumcised philistine. I do not. I cannot be around him. Yeah, I think I think you can say, hey.
2: You know, I I still really have a crush on you. This might be the best way. I still really have a crush on you. Um, I need to get over my crush before we can be normal friends, because otherwise it's going to be emotional damage. You know, like it's I don't know. You know that meme from the way you guys says emotional damage. No.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> it says emotional damage. It's funny. Yeah, the diff- um, difference between you and me is that your references that people don't get last five seconds, and mine last five minutes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs>
2: um yeah it's the the, so i i don't know do you think that's a bad idea just to like be up front
1: no that's great Um,
2: and just say like listen dude you can't take me out to lunch anymore (laughs) sorry man i i have to set a boundary what's really great this is a good option date someone else yeah that's a that's a really good way to get over a crush
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's a super huge yeah
2: i know that's easier said than done but um i don't know date him if you want to you're not being dumb this is a very real thing But if you don't want to date him, the only way to get over a crush is time. Maybe focus on all the bad things that is wrong with him.
1: Yeah, maybe he, like, smells. I hate his ugly feet. Uh, I hate his stupid, Birkenstock-laden feet. How dare you? Ugh! (laughs) Uh,
2: I hate, I don't like, I don't like his jeans. I don't like his jeans. (laughs) that might not be the best it might not be good for your mental health either is just focusing on the negative. I don't like um, I don't
1: like his jawline
2: the hard reality is that there's no way to chin. get over there's no way to get over a crush like you can't you can't just will yourself to get over an emotional infatuation with another person you have to just simply know in your intellect and choose with your will that your passions are doing the wrong thing and just choose something else that's really hard but that's like all you can do
1: yeah yeah you it's know? not much else
2: and it just takes time and just the repeated habit of when you sense your thoughts moving towards him and thinking about him and feeling attracted to him, you have to recognize those thoughts, acknowledge them, and say, there they are. That's a real part of me. That's not, that's not a bad part of me. That's not a fake part of me. That's real, those emotions that I'm feeling. And I'm going to say, I'm not going to entertain those feelings e- anymore, even though I recognize that they're valid, and I'm going to think about something else. That's like the most – that's very challenging but that's the only way to do it, unfortunately.
1: hmm
2: um, or you can get addicted to Twitter.
1: That'll that always worked.
2: That'll do. That'll do it. There's plenty of men that will flirt with you on Twitter to take your mind off. Yeah, of this. it's huge. So many. Catholic men too. Yeah. A little bit too Catholic.
1: Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll DM you like, you know, hey, but it's the feast of St. Polyclaxis happy feast day
2: you say the wrong thing one time though they're gonna talk mad smack on you on their alts oh yeah yeah dude and they're
1: gonna say some slurs some horrendous slurs about you (laughs)
2: they're gonna call you (laughs) a (laughs) broad. all right that's the end i'm gonna sign my little prescription note it's just one line it doesn't really have any letters in it
1: date oh god
2: and date or don't that's a good that's a good name for a segment um patrick is a good podcast i like doing podcasts with you um I think everybody should listen to our video bonus podcast and also the crunch lunch and also be on our discord.
1: I agree. That's, awesome. Yeah. $10 a month on Patreon, patreon.com slash the crunch.
2: We get a shout out to Aquinas wealth for sponsoring this episode. Uh, align your faith and your finances with Aquinas wealth
1: and also select international. You want to and go to Mexico city with, uh, Katie Prejama Crady. You sign up by the end. Oh. Of, never of mind, It's too late. No, I'm just kidding. You can't get the discount anymore, but,
2: but you can still go. You should still go. Uh, and in a not related vein, we got a big announcement coming up, in like two weeks. Yep. So uh, I need you guys to be ready for that when it comes. It's going to be huge. Like two weeks, you think? it's two, we announce two it or two three weeks? weeks. Two or
1: three weeks. We'll have a big announcement. Two or three
2: weeks. A very, 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 very big announcement. If you already know what it is, don't tell
1: anybody. Don't tell anybody. It's a secret. Shh, don't say anything.
2: Shh. But it's a big, a big. It's announcement. a pretty big announcement. All right, man. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? On Christmas Eve, New York City Police Department Detective John McClain arrives in Los Angeles, hoping to reconcile with his estranged wife, Holly, at a party held by her employer, the Nakatomi Corporation. He is Uh driven to... I'm just kidding. I'm done.
2: All right. Thank you. Uh, Patrick was reading the plot of Die Hard really
1: <laughs> yeah mean, I'm pretty like, sure everyone I got that Christmas Eve so. John McClane Nakatomi yeah. yeah it's pretty it's pretty fringe uh, it's pretty fringe indie film uh, that fringe, I like it's fringe it's it's indie it's called Die Hard it's called Die Hard it's pretty sweet it's got this like fresh baking cookies and you know? I can smell them alright
2: I gotta go okay thank you all for listening please pray for us we'll be praying for you and we'll see you all next week alright welcome to the crunch the only podcast of- ah, <laughs>
0: sorry <laughs>